Welcome back to Become a Calm Mama. I am your host, Darlene Childress, and today I'm going to talk about having better conversations with your teens and tweens. I know that as a parent of teenagers and someone who's worked with middle schoolers and raised middle schoolers and raised high schoolers, I know that you don't want your relationship to be adversarial and to feel really disconnected, but it can happen when you're raising middle schoolers and high schoolers where you end up having conversations that are just about, you know, school, chores, grades, how, you know, how their attitude, things like that, all the ways that they're sort of not measuring up. And I said this to a client this week on one of my coaching calls. I said, imagine that you have only 17 minutes available to you to talk with your middle schooler. I was like, how, how much time would you want to spend on the dishwasher? And she was like, uh, none, right? But yet we sort of end up nagging our kids and hovering over them and creating a lot of disconnection because we don't have good boundaries. We don't know how to set limits with them. And we end up in this conversation about reminding them and criticizing and complaining about their behavior and their attitude. And it takes up, it sucks up all of the literal time that you have to talk with your teen or tween. It's like they only have a certain amount of bandwidth that they want to connect with you. And if you spend that time talking about you know, things that they're uninterested in and ways that they aren't measuring up and the ways that they're not, you know, showing up the way you want them to, you're not going to create more like goodwill between you. They're going to want to spend less time with you. It's different than when they're little and all they want to do, and I mean little from like two to 10 or two to 11, where all they want to do is talk, talk, talk and be around you all the time. As they get older and they go into middle school and high school, kids do need to spend a lot more time in their rooms. Like they just do because they have this developmental job of creating their identity. And when they are with you, it is hard for them to separate and figure out who they are. So one of the reasons that they spend so much time in their room is because they need to be alone and be with their peers and figure out who they are. So they don't really end up spending a lot of time talking to you. So in the Emotionally Healthy Middle Schooler and the Emotionally Healthy Teen class, I actually go through and teach how to set limits and how to follow through on consequences so that you don't have to spend so much time reminding, reminding, reminding. And a big part of limits, whether you have an elementary school little kid or middle schooler or high schooler, is you set up your limit, you let them fail, and then you have a consequence, right? That's the limit correct model. So with your, your teens and tweens, you know, you set your limits and then you let them fail. You don't stand over them reminding, 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 which is cool because it's frustrating and scary because you don't know if they're going to do it and you don't know how to handle it if they don't do it and all of this stuff. Um, and that's what you learn in the class. But what is amazing is when you set really good limits, you end up having a lot more time for like sometimes they call them shoot the shit conversations, but really just casual conversations. So I wanted to talk about the four types of conversations that you're going to have with your teen and tween. And then 
um, give you some examples and then of course invite you to sign up for the emotionally healthy middle schooler or emotionally healthy teen class. If you're watching this as the, you know, watching this, (laughs) this is a podcast. If you're listening to this podcast as it comes out, then, um, you know, the, the date that the classes start is the week of September 18th, 2023. Um, if you're listening to this later, there's always a new class coming. So you can just check out, um, on the website, kamamacoaching.com and find out about the class. So I'm not going to talk about limits and consequences in this episode. I'm going to talk about the four types of conversations. As, as I get into it, I wanted to say that you can adapt these types of conversations with your little ones, with your, and I say little ones because I have older kids, like a nine-year-old does not feel like a little one. I know that. But with any, any age person, really any age person, we want to have these types of conversations with. So I love categorizing, as you all know. And so these are the types of conversations that we have with kids and particularly teens and tweens. So the first one is a casual conversation. I'm going to go back and define these. So you can have a casual conversation. And that is just talking about regular old things. Okay. The second type of conversation is curiosity conversations. This is how I think of teachable moments and... um, teaching things. I think about we teach them through curiosity. So, you know, a teachable conversation is what you might think of this as like a, you know, that's what I'm calling a curiosity conversation. So we have so far casual conversations, curious conversations. Then we have connection conversations. These are a little bit deeper. It's a little bit more about the emotional life of your child. So the connection conversation is, um, is a type of conversation. And then the last one is a correction conversation. And that is when your kid doesn't keep the limit, you need to follow through with a, a consequence, um, a correction where, you know, you have a short and sweet conversation about the consequence. Now, I'm going to give you an overview and some examples of each of these. I'm not going to deep dive in each one because each one could probably be its own podcast episode. But I wanted to help you kind of grow your awareness around how to talk to your teen or tween or even talk to your kid, like how to have better quality conversations with them. I think that over time, I've really perfected this with my kids and really learned how to pull out all the nitty gritty from them, like all the goo and all the conversations and all the things. Um, And it really is sort of this art of conversation that I want to help you and you can use it at any age. But of course, I've been thinking about middle schoolers and high schoolers because that class is coming up. So that's why I wanted to talk about it today. All right. So casual conversation. Okay. Like I said, I think of these as like a shoot the shit conversation. And we need to be able to have time and energy and capacity in a relationship to just have regular conversations. So a casual conversation is just about things that your kid is interested in. Like, I don't know who they are, what they're, what, what's on their mind. And it's not like, oh, I'm going to teach you about sex. So I'm going to find out everything you know about sex, right? That would be a curiosity conversation, which I'll talk about in a minute. This is literally just like, hi, <laughs> what's on your mind? Who are you? Like, we're just going to have a casual shoot the shit conversation. So in 
in a casual conversation, I want you to have absolutely no expectations. You cannot have a hidden agenda. If they start to sniff out that you're like about to teach them about something, they're going to clam up immediately. So little kids tend to not do this as much. Um, they don't tend to clam up as much. They tend to stay um, like they want, they want to keep talking, right? So like they, and they also aren't all that nuanced. They can't really tell that you're like sneakily going to also teach them something, but a teen or a tween, 100% can. So you ha- can't have any agenda. And then I like to also give you the premise of like, imagine having a conversation with a friend. Like just, you know, when you guys just talk on the phone, and you're like, hey, you know, how's how are things going on? Like, what are you guys doing this summer? Or how was your summer? Or did you see this movie? Or whatever. Like, what questions would you ask? And how would you respond if you asked your friend a question and they seemed uninterested, would you keep talking about it? Like, no, right? If they stayed, if they were like indifferent or you kind of read the energy, then you would just kind of adapt to that conversation. And a lot of times with kids, we sort of bulldoze our way through. We're not, a, we're not attuned, what we call attuned. We're not connected and really looking for the, the dance in that relationship and in that conversation. And you do have the skill to do this. You do this all the time with your friends. So I'm not saying, oh, go be friends with your kids, but bring in that casual, you know, hangout feel with your friends. Bring that with your kids. So here are some conversation starters that I like, um, especially with, with kids who are in middle school and high school. Um, like, what are your favorite TikToks or memes? Like, when you're on TikTok, what do you look at? Or when you're, you know, Snapchatting with your friends, like, what do you guys send each other? That is such an opening to a conversation that is really interesting. Um, another one is like, is there anything you've been wanting to buy or get? <laughs> like, your kids are over there, like, sh- online shopping or looking up stuff or they're thinking about things. You know, you can ask them, hey, Is there anything like you've been curious about getting like for your room or like new, new clothes or shoes or whatever? I don't want to advocate, advocate consumerism, but people oftentimes have things that are on their mind. Like, oh yeah, I was thinking about getting like a new, um, you know, a new desk lamp or something like whatever's on their mind. Another conversation starter. Can you play me the song that you've been on having on replay repeat lately? Which is like, what have you been listening to? What kind of music have you been going listening to? Um, you can ask them like, if you could go out to eat and get any type of food, like what would you get right now? Doesn't mean you're going out to eat, but I'm just curious, like what would you get for dinner tonight if you could pick anything? What type of food is your favorite? Or, oh, the dog did something super funny I want to show you. Or did you hear what happened in the news? Or I'm obsessed with this new, you know, this new app or this new thing. Like, have you heard of it? You can talk about like, hey, I've been thinking about, you know, winter break. I was wondering like, what are your thoughts about it? You know, is there any place you want to go? Especially as they get older, they might have thoughts and, uh, and ideas. Um, what kind of YouTube videos have you been watching? You'd be like, I need some ideas. I don't know what to what to do. I just listened to this um, this podcast episode with Kristen Bell, the actress, and she said that she turns to her husband often and she's like, what should I Google? <laughs> Um, so, you know, kind of being like, I don't know, what, what should I look up on YouTube? What do you guys do? What are you looking up? Right. I need some ideas or, um, you know, 
I'm going with my friend like to do this this weekend. Like, what do you have planned? Especially as they get into teenage years and they really have their own plans. I'm thinking about seeing this movie. Would you want to see it? Do you want to make cookies with me? Do you want to go for a walk with me? And we just have no expectations, no agenda. We're just inviting them to a conversation. We're truly just casual, right? Keep trying. Don't give up when they brush you off. Don't make it mean anything. Just, you know, be like a human being with your kids. That's what I'm offering. The next type of conversation is a curiosity conversation. I love curiosity conversations. These also have to be agendaless. Like, it, you know, you can't come at it like, oh, I'm going to have a whole big old conversation and teach them about sex right now. I'm going to have a big conversation and teach them about fentanyl or drugs or, you know, uh, positive self, self-esteem or something like that. You can't come at these conversations from like, you know, I'm going to teach you something. But this is a really good way to find out what your teen knows, what your teen or tween is thinking about. Their, you know, how they, what they understand. I remember the first time a curiosity conversation came to me was actually when Lincoln was around seven or eight. And he said to me, oh, I know where babies come from. And I was like, oh, you do? Tell me. And he said, yeah, they come from a virus. And I was like, oh, a virus, huh? And I started to think, like, what does he mean by that? And then I said to him, do you mean a fetus? And he was like, yeah. (laughs) And it made me realize that, like, there's things that he has in his head that I don't know are in there. And I want to get a little curious to try to coax those out, right? So instead of coming at any of these these conversations from, I'm going to teach you something. I want you to really more think about like, where are they? What are they already thinking about? What do they already know? How to get into, into the mode of curiosity is really kind of activating like how you felt when they were really little and they were learning to walk and talk and eat and play and like pass all those early milestones and like remembering how you could watch them for hours. So your teen is actually going through some big developmental milestones in your tween as well. And, but the difference is these changes, they're internal. So we want to be curious, as curious as we were in the, when they were doing those milestones when they were little, we want to be as curious about them now, right? What are they learning and thinking and doing and planning? Your teen and your tween, they actually do want to talk about the thoughts in their head with a trusted adult. They want to be able to express their thoughts and work through emotions and try on new ideas. They just don't want to be told what to think or feel. They want to show you what they are thinking and feeling. So a lot of times, teens and tweens, they'll actually start these conversations with something that's on their mind. And that's the best scenario. So be looking for cues, like when when they start saying like, oh, you know, have you ever heard of this? Like, I, I, you know, I remember one time <laughs> I was driving with Sawyer and I was driving and I said to him, he, we saw these fancy cars and I, he, he was like, I would never spend money on a fancy car. And I was like, oh really? What would you spend money on? 
if you wouldn't buy a fancy car, like what would be worth it to you? And he goes, grills for my teeth. I nearly lost my mind. I was like, whoa, wow, that's interesting that that's on your mind. Grills, like never in a hundred years would I have thought that that was something in his head. So I love being curious and asking questions instead of just talking, talking, talking. Just parents spend so much time talking and very little time listening. So let me give you a caveat real quick is that sometimes the conversations that your kids bring up might be really boring for you. Like I am sort of like really uninterested in the protein density of beef bone broth versus pea protein. Okay. Like that's a topic my kid is really interested in. Just like when they were little, they were really interested in Beyblades and Linda and Jago and you know, whatever. And even earlier, Thomas and all the characters in Cars movie. And we need to show interest because we want to be curious about our humans. And so, yeah, they might be boring and you can put some boundaries if you get bored. But in general, being open to these kinds of conversations will help build more connection between you and build more warmth and more um, all the things you want when they're older. This is how you get it. This is how you get a kid who wants to call you and talk to you about stuff because you've established a relationship where they can, where they can talk to you about what's on their mind. Now, sometimes they might bring stuff up on their mind that is like, wow, you think that? Like, especially I'm raising boys, men, and sometimes they have opinions about chivalry or, you know, women, and it can be a little alarming um, or that, you know, they say extreme things. It's really important to sort of stay in the place of like, oh, they're exploring an idea. They're thinking about something. This is not a fixed mindset because they're young. They're still growing and maturing and developing and creating an identity. So they try on different ideas and they, they try them out on you. And so, yes, you want to be honest about how your, what, you know, what you're thinking. Um, but you don't need to get alarmed. So I'm just warning you that some of these conversations are boring and some of them are alarming. Now, if your kid is really kind of like saying something that's really getting under your skin, you can't stay calm and be curious. You can say, I love talking about things with you, but I'm not open to this conversation right now. And you can just stop, but we want to say it in a polite way. We want to set a boundary that's like loving and firm. So other conversation starters are, um, are like one of my favorites is to say, uh, you know, my, like when I was in middle school, kids used to do this. Do they still do that? It doesn't even have to be a true thing that you actually ever did in middle school, but you're kind of like digging in a little bit to find out what kids are doing and what they're thinking. Like when I was in middle school, kids used to smoke in the, in the parking lot. Do they still smoke? Do middle schoolers smoke? Have you ever seen anybody vaping at school? I'm just curious, right? So we're just like getting curious or, um, you know, in high school, like, uh, do, do people have like serious relationships in high school? What do you think about that? You know, are people having sex? Do you know anybody who's having sex? <laughs> just say it, right? It's uh, it's like you'll you'll get a lot of information. You, you get curious. Um, 
sometimes I'll say like, oh, I read this article about about vaping and I was just wondering like what are your thoughts about it like what do you think about vaping or so I'll pick like a hot button topic that maybe I do want to kind of um you know find out where they stand on it like you know what do you think do you think you should be like that that you know marijuana should still be illegal or not like you can just get curious you ask these open-ended questions but don't come from an agenda um I like the phrase, like, I heard that at another school, like another middle school, kids are doing this. Like, do they do that at your school? Or, you know, I heard that at the high school, they're doing this. Do they do that in middle school? Yeah, you're just asking these conversation starters, these open questions. I love playing dumb. Like, I don't know anything about, like, uh, you know, Google chats like how people talk to each other can you tell me about it especially if I've heard that you know kids are being solicited or if you're worrying about predators or you know like online predators or you heard something that your friend told you about um, grooming you know uh, online grooming it's like you know what I, I I've heard that like sometimes people show up in like snapchats and you can't tell how old they are is that true what are your thoughts about that? How do you know if somebody is a, is a real person in a chat or like a fake person? Because I saw this article about um, somebody who thought they were talking to someone who was 15, but it turned out they were like 45, like so old. <laughs> so you're pay- playing a little bit of d- dumb, you're bringing in examples and you're just kind of asking them questions and that is to get curious and let them tell you what they know. Let them tell you what they think. And then leave it. Don't you don't take the bait. Don't start lecturing. Just kind of take it as information and then it can help you figure out if you need more screen time limits. Do you need to talk to them about online safety? Do you need to have other types of conversations? Um, so get the facts through curiosity. Connection is another type of conversation and this is a little bit deeper. So if you notice there's like you have the casual ones that are just like on the surface. We're not getting too deep. We're just trying to like connect with them about like regular stuff. Then you have curiosity. Maybe it's a little bit more about like hot button issues or hot topic issues. And then we have connection conversations. And this is yet another level because it's actually connecting to a little more vulnerability within your child. So your teen or your tween, they desperately want to feel safe with their parents. They want to feel seen by you and they want to feel soothed and secure. But they don't want you to know that. They don't like the vulnerability of being a kid still. They really want to act older and show up differently and be mature and sort of, quote unquote, not need their parents. And that's part of their separation. But as a, as a species, we're not supposed to be completely independent. We're, we're supposed to be interdependent. We're supposed to be connected and support each other emotionally and, you know, in, in other ways. So your, your teen, they do want to have these conversations with you, but they don't, it's very difficult for them because they can feel really vulnerable when they're having them, when they're talking about hard things like a, a kid they like 
that doesn't like them back or a teacher that's really mean or a struggle that they're having in school or a conflict they're having with their other parent or, you know, an insecurity about their body image. These are things that are on their mind. These are, these are emotions that are coming up and really negative thoughts that they have and they don't know what to do with them. And so we want to give them the opportunity that to, to share that stuff with us, but in they'll only do it when they're feeling really, really safe. So how to like start a conversation, a connection conversation is, you know, say your teen is, you know, looking like they've had a hard day, something you, you can see based on their, their behavior or they're shutting you out or, you know, they're grumpy or something like that, or they're quiet, they're reserved, right? You can come in and say, I notice you're kind of quiet today. I wonder if there's something on your mind. Or you're complaining quite a bit today. Are you feeling frustrated about something? So notice that these are really direct questions. They're not assumptions. Like, oh, I know you're mad. I can tell. Or, geez, hard day. (laughs) Um, There's no snark in it. There's no kind of passive aggressive observation. There's no assumption. It's not, and, and the questions aren't vague. Like, what's going on with you? It's really direct. Like, uh, I notice you're kind of quiet. I wonder if, you, if there's something on your mind. Or, you know, you're complaining a lot. Are you feeling frustrated? Is there more to this than just, you know, annoyance? Now, if your kid starts to open up to you, great, right? It's, if not, that's also great. You don't need to get a conversation here in order for this to quote unquote work. All you're doing in this conversation is creating like a bridge. Like, hey, I'm right here. If you, I'm here, I can hold this space for you. I can listen. Now, if you haven't had a relationship with your kid where you, where they do feel like they can talk to you about things without being judged or criticized or you freaking out or you making it about you, then they're not going to connect with you. And that that means you need to do repair. And um, it doesn't necessarily mean you need to do repair, but if you have had a history with your kids that is like somewhat, mm, or you know that you created some disconnection between you and your child over the years and they don't you don't feel close, like they don't feel safe with you, then um, it would probably be good for you to sign up for the class and we can talk about that and talk about how to do repair. But for the most part, if your teen connects, great. If they don't, great. We're just communicating. We are here. So sometimes you have to be, you know, a little stealth with the connection, right? Because when your kid, if you're like saying like, oh, is something on your mind? It is as if you have stripped them naked and they're standing in front of their whole school showing their entire body. Like that's how vulnerable they feel if they've been caught with an emotion. <laughs> they don't want anyone to perce- to see them as struggling because they think that's being babyish. They don't want their parent to like help them because they don't want to be seen as like a baby. They they but they want to be soothed. They just don't want to want it. So they when they receive your empathy, they might reject it in order to protect their self-concept. So it's, it's kind of hard to tell, like, are they not talking to me because of their own issues or are they not talking to me because of our relationship? Like, is it, did I create this disconnection? 
So if, if you want help with that, like join the class or just sign up for a consult and I'll help you kind of t- figure out what happened in your history and then we can help figure out where your teen or your tween is right now. So your teen's acceptance or their rejection of your connection, it has very little to do with you. It has a lot to do with how much vulnerability they can tolerate in that moment. So sometimes I teach that we can have connection conversations that are silent. I call it quiet compassion. So compassion is really seeing the world from someone else's lens and then connecting with the emotion that they might be feeling. That's the whole connection tool, right? So when your teen, like they get, they get cut from the team or a relationship ends or they don't pass the permit test or they, has a, they have a huge zit or they get a low grade or they don't get invited to something, they are suffering and they want someone to see them, but they also want it to be a little bit private. So they want you to know that they're hurting, but they don't necessarily want you to say, I see you're hurting. So they want you to recognize and acknowledge their suffering without saying it out loud. It, sometimes they cannot f- handle the words, but they do want your eyeballs on them. They do want to feel like you're paying attention. So just narrating the situation and the, naming the emotions in your mind, it allows this softening between you and your teen or tween. It sounds crazy, but it is actually true that when you move into a compassionate place with another person, they then feel that connection with you and they feel that safety because they can tell that you're no longer judging them, even if you don't say anything. Isn't that cool? So those, those are the three main conversations I wanted to talk about today. The, the casual conversation, the shoot the shit type of conversation, the curiosity conversation, like kind of like, you know, stealthily asking them like what they know about a topic, like a hot button topic, kind of coming around from the backside of it. And then a connection conversation is really creating space for them to talk about um, their feelings. Now, the more casual conversations you have, And the more curiosity conversations you have, the more connection conversations you will create. So they do build upon each other. We have to be able to just be casual. You don't go right to like, you know, a person that you haven't felt safe or you felt judged by and, you know, feels like they're always criticizing you. You don't go right in and show your vulnerability to them. Like nobody does that. So your teenager is not going to do that. But they will over time if you develop a rapport. And that is really what we learn in the the two classes, the middle school and the high school class. And I've separated those classes purely because the topics are very different. Like we don't talk about, you know, sex, like having sex with another partner in the middle school class because that's really heavy and most of you won't be there yet. Um, But you know, we might talk about vaping in both, but we probably wouldn't talk about like drugs in the middle school class. So the, the different, the conversations are different and I don't, I want to be able to let everybody feel really safe to talk about hard things. Um, but in se- essentially the topics are the same. We're talking about what's normal at this age, what is developmental and how can you support your kid during this time? And then how do you set limits and boundaries? What do they look like as they get older? So that's what we're talking about. And the last type of conversation is a correction conversation. And it really is 
How do you handle it when your teen messes up or when your tween messes up? Because they are going to. And so what do you do and how do you tell them without breaking your relationship? And, and that's a, that's a skill. And that's a major part of the, of the class. So I'm not going to go into correction conversations right now, but essentially a co- correction conversations are when you need to um, pull back some freedom from your teen or from your tween and give them more responsibility or build up trust with them. So when you have a conversation, when they have you know, blown it, our tendency is to go into a big old lecture mode and have a big, huge conversation with them and like lay it all out and make sure they understand how serious it is. And the truth is that's not going to help. Like lecturing, explaining, none of that is important because as soon as you tell your child or your teen or your tween that they're going to lose a privilege, that's all they're focused on. They're not listening to you anymore. So whenever you have a consequence, You're going to just tell them the consequence and then you're going to let them have a big feeling cycle and that's it. And then if they want more explanation, you can do it once everybody is calm. So if they act really upset when you're trying to give them a consequence, you can say, hey, I see you're real upset. I don't want this conversation to become too confrontational. Let's talk again in a bit. Let's take a break. Right? So I, I kind of go through and how teach you how to have those conversations with your teens and your tweens and your middle schoolers. So these these conversations, like I said, are I, I focused on middle and um, and high school high schoolers. But the truth is, I I always want you to be you know talking talking about stuff with your little ones and your middle schoolers and your I mean sorry and your elementary schoolers. I want you to be you know, getting to know them and being curious and asking them questions. And I saw, you know, some, some, I saw some kids run away from the teacher today. Like, what do you think about that? Whatever kind of thing you want to teach them, I want you to learn how to ask them about it first. Ask them what they think about it first. So that's the invitation. And then the connection is basically the connection tool. As they get bigger and older, it just looks slightly different. So the connection tool is always hey, I see this behavior. I wonder if you're feeling blank. That's it. That's how compassion works. All right. I, I love, I love talking about how to help parents of middle schoolers and high schoolers, high schoolers. And I'm really excited about these classes. I haven't taught a middle school only class before. This is a new one. Um, the teen class, I just taught teens uh, in the spring. And that was so great with such a wonderful group. And they've all stayed together in the teen support group. Cause you, you sign up for the class and then you get to go to the support group for six more months. So the class is six weeks, but then we stay together for six months afterwards and you continue to get support and build that community and be able to talk to me. Um, and that's just open, open support group. So it's really great. It's $397. So it's like around $400. So you get the six week class, you get the six months of support, you get a whole workbook, you get access to the replays. The classes are going to be held. The middle school class is going to be held on Tuesday, starting September 19th at 1130 AM Pacific time. So 2:30 Eastern. And that will run six weeks. And then the high school class is going to meet on Wednesdays at 1130, same time. Uh, 11.30 a.m. Pacific or 2.30 p.m. Eastern. And they run about an hour, hour and 15. So you can hopefully, you know, participate 
and and be there live. And then, of course, if you miss it, there's a replay. And then there's a full handout, a handbook that goes with each class. So it's really cool. I love it. I won't be offering the classes again until the spring um, because I'm going to do the Emotionally Healthy Mama class in January, which is going to be amazing. So I'm going to teach these classes again, probably end of February, beginning of March. So if you're interested in helping your middle schooler or high schooler, I strongly recommend you sign up now. And you can do that at my website, uh, calmmamacoaching.com. We'll link it in the show notes. And um, yeah, join us. It's not a very big group. Neither of the groups are going to be very big. I think max 10 people. So it'll feel really (coughs) intimate and, you know, you'll have an opportunity to ask me questions and things like that. All right. Took enough. Talked enough. I um, hope you have some beautiful conversations with your kids this week. Um, Trying out those casual ones, trying out the, you know, curiosity conversations. And if you want all the scripts and all of that, you have to sign up for the class because we have that all those scripts and all those conversation starters are in the workbook. All right, mamas, I hope you have a wonderful week and I will talk to you next week.